Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Colleen, and I've got race director Anna Hosford with us. We're talking Grand Circle Trail Fest, and this is actually our third episode about Grand Circle Trail Fest 2023. We are talking about Friday. And Friday is a great day because Friday not only is going to be October 6th, but it's also our Zion National Park Day. So if you missed our other episodes, you want to find out more about runner check-in and how logistics are going to work, especially about Festival HQ, go back to our first episode. And then we also have a separate episode all about Bryce Canyon. So check in with those before you jump into this one. Okay, Anna, Zion, it's our backyard. Yes, this is Colleen and I, one of our favorite trails. You're going to be running the the one and only Wire Mesa Trail. Oh, so good. So good. I absolutely love it. And this this is the thing. We were joking about this before I turn, I pressed record, how Bryce Canyon's a tough day. We're, we're not going to tell you it's not. Bryce Canyon is a tough day. It's tough terrain. It's at higher elevation. And you're going to love it. Because people always come off of it and they're like, oh my gosh, I think Bryce was my favorite day, even though it was really hard. And what happens is you get done with your with Bryce and you're like, how the heck am I going to make two more days of running? Then we take you to Zion on Wire Mesa and you're like, oh, it's okay. Like this is better. And I don't know what the change is that happens, but I think we just settle in on Friday. Yeah. You get in the groove, the trail, you know, it's still a technical trail you're running. There's, there's some elevation changes, but it's not nearly the amount of elevation change that you've experienced before. And you've got one race under your belt. You've got the jitters of trail fest as a whole behind you. And you just kind of get used to it. You have a moment to pause and just enjoy your scenery. And also the course is a little bit shorter. There's no getting around that. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I can do this. I'm back with this. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. And great views on this perfect flowy single track. If you love flowy single track, you're going to love this. If you've never been on flowy single track, you're going to find it and you're going to be like, oh, this is so good. So get ready for a great day in Zion. Of course, our day is going to start back in Kanab with our breakfast that we have every single morning at five o'clock. Shuttles are going to leave or you're going to leave Kanab at 545. How long is our drive over to Ruby Rider Ranch where we're going to be starting? Your drive is just about an hour. Keep in mind, um, there may, might be a little traffic jam, if you will, getting into the actual parking lot, but your drive commute time is going to be an hour for the morning. So it's our shortest drive of the three days. That probably helps sweeten the deal too. Yeah, maybe that does too. And let's be clear, this is traffic of our own making, okay? Yes. There, there is no yes. one else there out there that you're going to be battling. This is traffic of our own making. So we encourage you, if you can leave a little bit early at like 5.30, 5.20, that would be great. It would just really help us. The road's very easy to get out there. It's really a straight shot. And I just have to say, because this has happened before and it, it makes me laugh every time. If you're going to Jacob Lake, you're going the wrong way. 
I'm just going to say that if you are on a road and you're like going to the Grand Canyon and you see signs for Jacob Lake, you're going the wrong way. Don't go that way. You've gone too far. You've gone too far because there's one turn that you have to make. Yes, there it is a little confusing, I will say, because you're kind of in the twilight zone, so to speak, of Arizona and Utah and you're you're starting in Utah, leaving Jacob Hamlin Park, but then you cut into Arizona and it's like Arizona 89 or versus Utah 59. So you're going to go south from Kanab, go into the town of Fredonia, which is now in Arizona, and then just make sure your most important turn is that right-hand turn to get on to, um, what is it called? Eight, US 89. It's, yeah, it's, right? it's US. Well, no, hold on. It's 59, right? 59. Because oh, man. Okay, don't we'll, take we'll 89A. 89A is going to take you to Jacob Lake. So, Pauline, okay, we got to re- re-record that. Okay, so your most important turn is a right-hand turn in the town of Fredonia. We're going to have a sign there. A Vacation Races sign is going to be there. You're going to take that right-hand turn onto Highway 59, okay? That's right. 59. If you've gone to Jacob Lake, you've gone too far. If you see a, a sign for Jacob Lake, don't go that way unless you want some great cookies and you want to go see the Grand Canyon. So just, that's that's the way to go. But we suggest you go run first and then head to Jacob Lake. <laughs> so 59 is where we're going to go. We are going to have this signed out for you. And it would also behoove you to use your Google Maps for yep. this, which we will yep. have. We've got in the links in the race guide that shows you exactly where to go. So basically, you're going to be driving. You're going to take a right onto Main Street. And keep in mind, there are no buildings or anything on Main Street, but there'll be a vacation races sign that says special event ahead with a right turn, as well as a permanent sign that's marking Smithsonian Butte and Gooseberry Mesa. So you're going to be taking a right-hand turn, which goes north onto Main Street in the city or vicinity of Apple Valley. And you're going to be going up the road until you come to a parking lot, which is titled Ruby Rider Ranch. And that's actually labeled on Google Maps. So if you search Ruby Rider Ranch in Apple Valley, you should find exactly where to go. So we'll get you turned in. The cool thing about the race this day is that the parking lot is right next to the start line. So the shuttles from Canaver heading there, as well as you, if you're driving your personal vehicle, the starting line is there. There's no shuttles to get to the start line from a centralized parking lot for this day. You park and you walk over to the start line and you're ready to go for the beginning of the Zion race. It's so great. And I love when you're talking about Main Street and there's no buildings. Guys, there's nothing there. Okay. This this Main Street, for some reason, is labeled Main Street and no one lives on it. So there's <laughs> there's no commercial development. There's no houses. There might be a cow or two, but there is yeah. nothing on Main Street. So if you're like, this is the weirdest Main Street I've ever seen. Yes, you're in the right place. Just keep on driving. <laughs> It's kind of like Field of Dreams when we're headed out to Ruby Rider Ranch because we're kind of the only people headed down 59 at this time in the morning. And we're going to make just a long road of traffic. So you will be in good company. You're not going to be alone. And we've got great signage out there. Super easy logistics. Park yourself, giant parking lot. Get over to the start line. Drop your gear bags off if you've got them in the morning. Typically, this morning is much more mild because we are much lower in elevation. We're at about 4,800 feet, 4,500 feet at Ruby Rider Ranch. So it's a lot lower than we were just below 8,000 feet in Bryce. So it generally is a lot more mild. And if it's sunny, it's definitely tanks and shorts. It might be a little chilly to start, but you're going to warm up really, really fast there as well. 
you're going to warm up. You're going to see the sunrise. This is like oh, one so of my good. most favorite places to see the sunrise as you're running down Smithsonian Butte Road and looking at like the mouth of Zion Canyon and that whole area. It's very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. And the nice thing is you start on the downhill and we don't yeah. make you come back up that downhill, which we did a few years back, just so you know. Yep. So you guys, you can thank us when you're there. Okay. You can be like, thank you so much. So you're going to head down about three miles is what you're going to do from Ruby Rider Ranch. You're going to see that beautiful sunrise. You're going to see all the high peaks of Zion. And then we're going to be turning left onto the Wire Mesa Trail. You take a left onto the trail and then you've got another right-hand turn that's going to start the loop. It's like a lollipop, right, Anna? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a counterclockwise loop. So when you come, you turn a left to get you into the Wire Mesa area. And then as Colleen said, just make sure you see those arrows and they will be clearly marked with our pink ribbon and our arrows on cones and whatnot. Take a right-hand turn and it gets you onto that single track, that flowy single track that Colleen mentioned of Wire Mesa Trail. So great. And I always have to tell this story when we're talking about this because I was announcing, I don't know if it was Trail Fest or it's when, because we've used this course before in 2020 during COVID for the Zion Half Marathon. And so I can't remember which one it was, but I was standing at the Wire Mesa Trailhead where you finish because you actually go by the finish line in order to start your loop on Wire Mesa. I was standing there. My microphone was working. So I was kind of announcing a little bit. And I kid you not, I watched like 30 people blow straight through cones, signs telling them to take a right hand turn. I'm like, you guys, where the heck are you going? And so just pay attention. It was so clearly marked, Anna. That was the thing. They literally had to step over the cones in order to get to where they were going. But it was like sheep to the slaughter. They just all were yeah. headed down. It is clearly marked, but yes, do watch. There are occasional turns in our races, believe it or not. So <laughs> we will mark those turns with arrows when appropriate and make sure to heed all that. And as I've said before in the previous episode, keep track of each other. If you're running by fellow people and it looks like they kind of blew by something, it's okay to just pause for a second and analyze where you should be going. This isn't a, I mean, Run your race as fast as you want and as competitive as you want. But this is a little bit more of a social race. People are a little less concerned with their time. So your safety, your direction of the course, I think is far more important and your enjoyment of the course versus blowing by a turn, getting mad, eating up time that you wasted anyways, just because you missed a turn. Yeah. So just pay attention. And once we're on Wire Mesa, you're going to experience some different terrain that you had from Bryce Canyon. That's what I love about Trail Fest too. It's like three different days of totally different terrain. The terrain here is going to be hard pack, rocky, and slick rock. When we say the term slick rock, all of you are like, oh my gosh, you told me it was going to be slippery in Bryce Canyon. Well, that's a different slippery. That was like loose dirt on top of hard pack. This is slick rock, which is a rock formation. Think of like a dome shaped rock that is... That's what we call slick rock. It's kind of smooth, but it's rough. That's what's funny is it's actually not slick at all. It's very, very sticky. Why do we call it slick rock? I, it's just the term. And yeah. I can't, we can't change it. It's what it is now. I know. It, it's what it is and what everybody calls. But you're going to have kind of rocky. You'll have some pieces of rock. You'll have some of this slick rock, a few steps of each. It's not overly te- technical, but definitely something if you're a new trail runner, you're going to want to slow down a little bit on Wire Mesa. Yeah. Yeah, we're on we are on a mesa as this as a trail says. So think of it as like a a hard crust, a tabletop of hard sandstone. And so that's that grittiness that Colleen has mentioned. Um and it's it could be a little bit harder to run on because you're not used to that 
lack of give as far as your surface, but it's also very runnable once you find your rhythm and your groove in, in this trail. And it kind of weaves in and out around of along the edges. And so it's very fun to yes. see beautiful things, do some winds and turns. And granted, you won't get lost on these winds and turns. That's just the nature and direction of the trail. But it's a very fun course to run on. Very well-established trail. People mountain bike it all the time. It's very worn in. So you're really going to love it. I absolutely adore this trail. And you get some beautiful views, especially when you first get onto Wire Mesa, there's this awesome like canyon that you get to look down into. And then you'll gain a little bit of elevation as you go around the high point of the Mesa and you'll have a great view of Zion. So it's beautiful. You'll love it. Once you get to the finish line, you'll kind of pop out really fast. You'll pop out of the finish right to the finish line. And from there, you will just walk a little ways back down to the entrance of the Wire Mesa Trailhead. And that's where you'll catch a shuttle that's going to take you back to the parking lot. So Super yeah, so because easy. we made this a one-way thing, you'll pick up your shuttle there. So there's just a short walk after you finish. And don't forget, you'll pick up your gear check bag if you had one at the start there at the finish line before you walk out to pick up your shuttle. And then shuttles will come down there, pick people up. Um, I will mention, if you are a spectator and you want to come down and watch your runner, don't drive down to the finish line, but it's very easy to just walk that three miles. It's a very pleasant downhill walk, as we said, and then you can ride that shuttle back from the finish um, up to the start line parking lot area. So if if you want to run up back to your car, you're more than welcome to. The race is over at that point, um, but everybody, regardless if you took the Canab shuttle or if you took the, um, or if you drove yourself to the start line, everybody will shuttle back up there, back okay. up the hill. And when you see the hill, you're going to be like, thank you so much for not making me run back up that hill. But I'm glad you mentioned that about spectators because there's no parking down by this trailhead at all. It's very, very limited parking. So please don't drive down there. Plus, it makes so much dust for our runners as they're running down if there's other vehicles on the course. Of course, of course, it will be marked with pink ribbons again. So you're going to watch those pink ribbons and that's going to be your course markings. So watch that all the way along. It's going to be plenty of course markings to keep you right on track. All right, Anna aid stations. What do we have for aid stations on this one? So we will have one aid station at about the midpoint. It's about mile 7.3 on this course. It's kind of the top section of the loop. It's a great scenic spot to pause for a minute and get the replenishment you need. We'll have just like our other aid station from the previous day, water, gnarly, a few salty and sweet snacks. Of course, our honey stinger gels and things to get you going in on your way. Of course, we'll have bathrooms there too if you needed a, a quick bathroom stop and then you can keep going with your, your race for this day. All right. So just the, the, one the total race is going to be about-ish. We always work in ishes on trails because your Garmin's going to say something totally different than someone else's Garmin. 10.4 is what we've got it mapped out at that aid stations at 7.3. So again, You've got to be self-sufficient for 7.3 miles. So make sure you've got fuel on you. Make sure you've got hydration. And don't forget, cup-free aid stations. So you have to have something in order to fill at the aid stations to get fluids. So just make sure that we're keeping up on that. But you're going to love Zion. Zion's going to be the day that you really, really fall in love with Grand Circle Trail Fest. And you're going to get so excited for the final day three. Actually, you're not going to want to go home on day three because it's going to be amazing and I just love how to watch everybody settle in on this Friday. So, okay. Is there anything we're missing, Anna? No, I think that's it. And enjoy this race. Everybody's going to come in with smiles saying, okay, that was fun. Let's go do this again. And that's what makes me happy because you've already experienced 
two very unique trails, two varying difficultiness of two courses, and there's still another great one to come. Yeah. Up next is Horseshoe Bend. We're going to be talking about that in our next episode of these Grand Circle Trail Fest podcasts. Join us. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.